Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to read God's Word with you. Today is Monday, January 29th. Happy Missions Monday. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. We're in Luke chapter 7 today, verses 18 through 35. And then in the Psalms, we'll read Psalm 110. In the Gospel of Luke, messengers are sent from John the Baptist to talk with Jesus. They, like John, are confused about Jesus being the Messiah. And I love this passage because Jesus is reframing what the Messiah has come to do. They're looking for a political Messiah, someone who's going to take the reins of the government. Jesus, in this passage, as we will read, tells them what true Messiahship is about. And then he has this funny little quote about children in the marketplace, and I've always been confused about that. So as we read, I want you to listen intently, and then at the end, I'm going to glean from some commentary that I read earlier. So let us begin with Luke chapter 7, verses 18 through 35. And in your word, Lord, we look for your work and your worth. The disciples of John reported all these things to him. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many who were blind he bestowed sight. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowd concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this, and the tax collectors too, they declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say he has a demon. 
The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. There are two things that I wanted to mention on this passage today. First of all, I wanted to commend to you a sermon by Andy Stanley. It's called The New Normal, and it's in a series called In the Meantime, and it's about John the Baptist. If you just Google Andy Stanley, The New Normal, or In the Meantime, I think you'll find it. In this sermon, I was reminded that John is sending a delegation from where he is in prison. He is imprisoned because he is speaking out for the kingdom of God, and so he's confused. You know, he didn't think this is the way things would go. And oftentimes, that is the case for us as well. When we enter into suffering, we believe, how, Lord, could you be at work in this? But even in those situations, God is at work. The second part I wanted to talk about was when Jesus compares the people of the generation to children sitting in the marketplace singing. This is what they sing. We played the flute, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not weep. In this little game that the children are playing in the marketplace, when the flute is played, then the people are supposed to dance. So the children would dance around. And then when a dirge is played, they would mourn and weep and pretend to cry. But Jesus says, that's not what's happening here. When the flute is played, the kids, they don't act joyful. They don't dance around. But what, it, what in the world does that mean for Jesus and John the Baptist? Well, Jesus and John the Baptist have both been condemned for their failure to behave in expected ways. Like the children were supposed to behave in expected ways during the little song. Jesus was expected to be one who came to rule with an iron fist and become a political leader. And John the Baptist being... Um, one who was in the desert and didn't eat and drink, they thought, you know, he's a crazy man. But Jesus and John were both fulfilling the roles that God had given them, and the people could not understand. They didn't know that God was working in a new way through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay, let's move on over to the Psalms. Psalm 110. Before we start, I want to ask you a question. What is one of the main themes of the Psalms? If you've been listening along for a while, I hope that you're able to say that one of the themes is that the Lord reigns. And in this Psalm today, we see that on display. Um, And I want you to think about Jesus being the one who is enthroned in this Psalm. The title in the ESV says, Sit at my right hand, a psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power. In holy garments from the womb of the morning, The dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. 
He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head. Upon the initial reading, this is quite a difficult psalm, but if we look back at verse 1, I want to remind you that this is the most quoted verse in the New Testament. And the point of this passage is to say that David has a Lord, and that is the Messiah. And so ultimately, this psalm is about the Messiah and his reign. Listen to verse 1 again. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So God the Father is saying to God the Son, our Messiah, the Lord Jesus, you sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Does that sound familiar to you? We recite the Apostles' Creed each Sunday just as a reminder that Jesus is enthroned and will come again in power. The metaphorical language reminds us of the majesty and the power of our triune God. Okay, I wish I could say more, but we need to move on to Missions Monday. The ministry partner that we want to highlight today is 1040 Connections. And 1040 Connections exists to cast hope to unreached people so that they hear, experience, and multiply the good news of Jesus. And their focus is moving the message of hope about Jesus into hard places like the 1040 window. Um, they have many prayer requests. One is for teachers who can start work among three unreached people groups in South Asia. And then they want to pray alongside the church planters as they go to unreached villages. It reminds me of um, Lottie Moon. I read a book about her recently. And when she went into the interior of China and those people had never heard the name of the Lord, something that I take for granted. Then they want us to pray for the various medical and health clinics that they would be able to help and provide aid for those who use them. And then specifically for Chad and Leslie Seagraves, these are the um, leaders of 1040 Connections as they seek to meet multiple ministry and writing deadlines later this month. Will you pray with me? Father, we want to recap your word in prayer so that we might be a people who live according to it. We ask, God, that you would help us to see you, Jesus, as Lord, and not try to put you into a box of what we think you should do for us. If we are suffering, give us patience. If we are trying to make you be something that is not according to your word, clarify that in our minds. And ultimately, Lord, we give you praise for the message of John the Baptist and others who suffered for the sake of the gospel. We thank you, Lord, for Psalm 110 as well. We have visions of Jesus sitting at the right hand of you, God the Father. We thank you, Lord, Jesus, that you are interceding on our behalf even now. And in that regard, we pray alongside 1040 Connections, and we ask that you would be present with the teachers, help the church planters, be at work in the medical clinics, and specifically bless and nourish Chad and Leslie as they seek to be your hands and feet. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your word. Help us to find joy in this day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.